It's NBA trade deadline day. Yes, the Pelicans already have CJ McCollum, but are they done making moves? I've got the latest for you, and if the Pelicans will be busy or not in the lead-up to the trade deadline. Plus, CJ making his debut tonight in the Smoothie King Center. It's the Thursday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday. Happy NBA trade deadline day. But the Pelicans have already made their big move. CJ McCollum, he's expected to make his debut tonight against the Miami Heat. I can't wait to be in the Smoothie King Center for that one. But are they done? Is there going to be another deal coming down the pipeline later today? I'll break it all down for you in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans, plus a little bit on CJ McCollum and what we're expecting from him, a couple of other things like that, then a few other notes on this team too, including the culture that yes, 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 they are absolutely building. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. Like, seriously, thank you, thank you, thank you. The show did incredibly well yesterday. You are all so excited about the CJ McCollum trade, and I appreciate you making Locked On Pelicans part of your day. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five star review with a comment, and subscribe on YouTube as well. All right, it's trade deadline day. The Pelicans did their big thing. CJ McCollum was the big move. There's not going to be a bigger move than him. This was the guy they feel is really the, the missing piece, I think. And so when you look at this, you, you figure it might be a little bit quieter for New Orleans. I, I don't actually expect another deal to get done. And I'll explain why some of the guys that I've, names I've seen thrown out there just don't seem like it'll work. But look, if the Pelicans don't make another deal, it's not for lack of trying. They're, they're probably on the phone as I'm recording this at 9.08 p.m. They actively want to try and bolster this roster a little bit more if they can and see if there's anyone they can get that they think fits and adds value to the team and is a good enough player that's going to help them as well. So they're going to be trying. The problem is kind of where they are when it comes to the salary cap without breaking it all down. They don't have a ton of flexibility. And part of it is moving Tomas Sadoransky and his expiring contract to the Portland Trailblazers, they don't have a ton of salary to be able to match. And so that's, I, I believe, a really big deal and kind of a hindrance in anything. So, you know, the other big deal yesterday was Demonis Sabonis going to the Kings in exchange for Halliburton and Buddy Heald. And it seems like Buddy Heald could be moved from the Indiana Pacers, do they have a huge, huge need for him? No, I don't think so. For a rebuilding team, we'd like more shooting here. And because of that, you know, maybe he could come to New Orleans. The problem is there's just no way to make the salary really work to try and get a deal done. Like maybe you do a third team and kind of bring it in that way, but it's impossible to try and 
predict those sorts of things. So I don't know if there's really a way to get someone like Buddy Heald there. They could bring in a guy who's making about $11 million very easily. You just basically send out Devontae Graham and some picks and that's about it. And that could work. But they've lost... A lot of that, you know, flexibility, they have about $5 million of that traded player exception left. So they don't have the full thing once I saw how the deal was structured. You know, you could bring in someone in that, absorb them into that. You have the roster spot to make that work. It puts you in a weird spot with Jose Alvarado. So I don't know if that's the route that the Pelicans want to necessarily go either. And we'll touch on Jose Alvarado in the next segment too when it comes to CJ McCollum lineups. So I'm not sure what they're going to do when it comes to that. So they're they're in a weird spot where they just don't have that flexibility that they once had. And that's kind of part of the trade-off, right, of making a move for CJ McCollum and kind of having in losing all of that. We knew that this was going to be the case when they made that move. And look, CJ McCollum is better than anyone else they're going to go out and acquire. So I think it's okay that you lose that flexibility. Another name that I've heard a lot, and I want to address this one right off the bat, is Kevin Herter. It's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen whatsoever. So part of it is he signed an extension, but he's still on his first contract. So this equates to something in the collective bargaining agreement, the CBA, called the poison pill provision. Basically, it means you've got to like average all of his other years and the current salary. So instead of trading him at like five point whatever million that he's making this season and the Pelicans only needing to send out five point whatever million that he's, you know, to match the salaries, which is what you have to do in an NBA trade. You, he's making 4.2 this year. Um, so they, they would normally just have to send out $4.2 million. They have to, and, and it's tough, right? Because this is where the poison pill thing comes into play. He counts as 13.8 coming in. So the Pelicans need to send out basically $13.8 million. Except the Hawks can only receive 4.2 back from him. See how that doesn't really add up. So there's almost no way to make a one-on-one trade with the Pelicans. There is no way to make a one-on-one trade between the Pelicans and the Atlanta Hawks work. You would need a third team to come in. Basically, it would be Devontae Graham and maybe a little bit more salary, just depending, going to another team, them sending $4 million worth of salary to the Atlanta Hawks, and then the Atlanta Hawks sending to the Pelicans Kevin Herter and picks. Maybe. The Pelicans would likely have to send a pick to whatever team they're trading the outgoing salary to, so to, you know, alongside Devontae Graham. And they would also probably need to send a pick to the Atlanta Hawks as well. It's tough. Look, you can't predict those. It's basically impossible to predict three team trades and don't even try a four. And four team trades don't really ever happen. It's like two in the last 20 years or something like that. So I think because of that and the difficulty of, you know, just the, the logistics of it. Probably another deal doesn't really get done. I'm not big on Terrence Ross. I've talked about him a little bit, but I think he is um, very almost washed at this point. So I don't know. I think they don't really end up doing anything else. And likely their next move after that is just converting Jose Alvarado to, you know, like an actual NBA deal. That's probably what it's going to end up being. But they got CJ McCollum. That was the big thing. That's what they wanted. But certainly they'd like to try and add a little bit more to the backcourt too if the opportunity presents itself. All right. So that's kind of where things stand right now. Coming up, uh, we got some news as I was recording this on Larry Nance Jr. CJ McCollum is likely going to make his debut. What lineup are they going to go with? Why? How are they going to use him? Let's break it all down. Coming up here next in today's episode of 
Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As we've got the big game in the NFL, we've got NBA games every single night, and Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football and basketball, right? You've got college hoops too, NHL, boxing, UFC along with real-time live updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season over at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen every day. And like, seriously, thank you. Like, I really, truly mean that. Blown away by the response over the past couple of days. And really the past couple of weeks, too, as everything's been going well with the show and the numbers are all up. And that's awesome. And that speaks to you and your passion as Pelicans fans. Let no one say that this city won't support an NBA team or the Pels because that's straight up not true. You guys, you all absolutely do. And now it's the trade deadline day, right? Thursday, today at 2 p.m. Central. And the Locked On NBA podcast is going to be covering it live from 1 to 3 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Krause, my co-host on Locked On NBA, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. Basically, if anything happens, the host is going to hop on there and break it all down for you. It's the best way to kind of stay up to date. It's going to be live. These things that we do are so much fun. So please go watch that show. All right, so we're talking about C.J. McCollum, the trade, and everything still. we got a lot to talk about this. It's probably going to go into next week as well. He's likely to make his debut tonight, along with Tony Snell. But Larry Nance Jr. won't be making his debut. It was reported first by Christian Clark of The Advocate that he is having knee surgery. He's missed 16 straight games with knee soreness. Chauncey Billups, the Portland Trailblazers head coach, announced over the weekend that he had a bit of a setback. It sounds like he's having surgery. And then Andrew Lopez of ESPN reported that it's going to hold him out for up to six weeks. So he, you know, isn't playing for the next couple of weeks. He might come back for the final 10 games or so. For the Pelicans, will they play him? I don't really know. And look, we're still waiting on a Zion Williamson injury update too, which today might be the day that we get that. We'll see though. Um, So he's not going to be playing anytime soon. So any lineups you're thinking about, things we're going to be talking about will not include him. He, he, look, he didn't play well in this year in Portland. That was kind of one of their, you know, big things that they really wanted to do, try and bring him in and see what they, what he could do. And just didn't really work. And his past two seasons have been kind of disappointing, though there's still potential there. And he's under contract next season at nine and a half million dollars. So there's a chance that, you know, he'll be back and play and maybe New Orleans sees him as a part of the future. He was kind of a throw in, it feels like, in this deal. But it's like a player that's intriguing enough if he's not, even though he's not amazing, that it feels kind of good for New Orleans to get just like a quality front court guy. He's, you know, like a small center more than anything else, I think. So we'll see where it goes with him. But C.J. McCollum likely making his debut. So I asked you all yesterday, you know, as we kind of talked about, what would the starting lineup be? We're going to find out. And I love this because it means we can start to actually kind of formulate opinions and figure out what's going to go on with this team and talk about it as such, rather just like a ton of speculation. So I think they're going to start Devontae Graham. I think they're going to start Devontae Graham, C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, and Jonas Valanciunas, meaning Jackson Hayes goes to the bench. I don't love this because I think Devontae Graham, you know, is better suited for a bench role than trying to kind of orchestrate the offense, be the bench guy, just go out and try and score and shoot and do those things. And so 
I don't think they're just ready to do that just yet and kind of give CJ McCollum the full reins. And look, David Griffin on, you know, in yesterday when he was talking about this during the broadcast, really kind of said, you know, they look at him as like a point guard and very good ball handling skills. and was very complimentary of that. And his handle is very freaking good. I think they see him as a guy that can really run the offense and he can do more of that than he's ever done in his career. So it wouldn't shock me if eventually you see him and Brandon Ingram start alongside in the backcourt and then you've got Herb Jones on the wing, then Jackson Hayes, then Jonas Valanciunas. And this maybe depends on the Zion update that we might be getting today. Notice I didn't mention him in there. And so, I, you know, we'll see. I think that's what they will eventually get to, but I don't think they're ready to do that just yet, even though maybe it would be smarter to just, if you know you're going to get to that and this is what you want to do, start start doing it now. You know, uh, you could easily sell me also on a guy like Jose Alvarado and CJ McCollum in the backcourt right now over Devontae Graham and then Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, and Jonas Valanciunas. I think you have to keep Herb Jones in the starting lineup, right? Like you can't drop him for Jacks, I don't think. So I could see that if you eventually want to get Devontae Graham to the bench but aren't ready to kind of like entrust CJ McCollum. I mean, it's his first game, right? Like, you know, he he doesn't know some of the sets they're doing. I'm sure they'll get him up to speed very quickly. He's a very smart player, all of that stuff. But like, you're not going to be like, do your thing, point guard, you know, right off the bat. So I wouldn't be shocked if they keep another ball handler out there. That's kind of what I'm expecting. I hope I'm wrong on this, but I don't think that's going to be the case. And I'm going to be curious to really see how they use him. You know, even if he's out there with Devontae Graham, is he going to be doing things like running the pick and roll? Are they going to have him try and orchestrate the offense, pull the strings, get people set up? Devontae Graham is not great at it. You know, you need a guard that can do that. And with C.J. McCollum shooting, right, if you drop on him and go under the screen, he's going to pull up and shoot. That's his specialty. We've t- I've talked about that extensively, right? Pelicans don't have anyone that can do anything like that. So I wonder if you'll see him used in that pick and roll. Look for if he's close to Valanciunas out there on the perimeter and Valanciunas setting the screen and then him coming off of that and how defenses defend it. Are they going under the screen or are they going over the screen, not giving him an ounce of space? The good thing is he can drive and attack the basket. 12 drives per game. Sorry, 10 drives per game. Two less than Brandon Ingram, who's 12. He's not scared to get downhill and go. We haven't had a guard like that in a while. Even Keel at times was good and bad when it came to that. So I'm going to be really curious to see what freedom he's given and how they're using him and what that kind of tells us about how they're going to use him in the future. And I'm very optimistic that you're going to see more to his game than really just the shooting. And the shooting's good. So I'm really excited to see him out there on the court. I even upgraded my seats for this. I'm going to be a fan in the arena and I'm going to sit lower because I want to be there for this one. And tickets are cheap too. I don't really want to tell people to go buy tickets. Like, you know, I have a vested interest if you all really like the Pelicans and are so into it that you're listening to the podcast every day and buying tickets is kind of like part of that. So I feel kind of weird, but tickets are cheap for this game. Also, I was getting like dirt cheap tickets in the lower bowl at all times. They don't want to give that secret away, but it'll be more fun if the Smoothie King Center is packed than if it's empty. And you get to make a good impression on CJ McCollum, and we all want that. All right, coming up next, let's talk a little bit more. A couple of other notes. If they don't start Jackson Hayes, how do they get a minute to the four, right? And the culture. Yeah, they got one. They definitely got one. Let's talk about it coming up here next in today's episode. 
of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With an ever-increasing number of makes and models out there, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts available on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry. You're going to just pay whatever price they tell you. You got computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? I've gotten so many parts that I work on all of my cars, old cars and new cars. And the parts there are cheaper than like anywhere else I've found. Every now and then you'll find something somewhere else that's a little bit cheaper, but then you pay it in like shipping and things like that or additional fees. RockAuto.com is the easiest. It's just the reliably lowest price that I've found. It's why I go there every single time. I don't need the hassle. I'm going to make it easy. I'm going to go to RockAuto.com. And their prices are really reliably low for every single customer. Whatever it is you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet to refresh your ride a little bit, go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for you on the paywall. Breaking down everything going on and not just doing it in the moment, right? I could have just left it at CJ McCollum. Here's what he does, but we're breaking out every aspect of this deal so you get the complete picture of everything over multiple days. So five days a week is a really important thing. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast, tell a friend about the show, and now for your second listen. Locked on Saints, Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold. He's at the freaking Super Bowl on, on Radio Row interviewing guys like Ian Book and others. you got to give it a listen. You've got to subscribe. you got to listen to him as your second listen every day. All right, so it's going to be a fun night in the Smoothie King Center. I'm excited to see CJ McCollum. I'm really excited more than anything just to like learn more about what they're going to do. And a big part of that is going to be who they start. I don't think you're going to see Jackson Hayes starting. I'm a little bit disappointed in that because, you know, he's played so well starting at the four and kind of using him in, in a right way, finally. It, you know, took a couple of years to maybe figure out he's better four than a five. But they're doing it. You know, and I want to see them keep doing it. I want to see him keep succeeding. So, how are they going to do that? You know, if if you start two guards alongside Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, and Valanciunas, how are you going to get him minutes at the four, right? You know, Billy Hernan Gomez is out right now. So, it creates a couple of problems, I think, for the team to really try and figure out what it is that they can do. You know, maybe you get... This is I, I, I started to say this and I'm wrong. I was like, maybe you get lucky and someone's in foul trouble and you can just sub them in. They had that the other night, right? Against the, was the Houston Rockets two, night, two games ago? Where um, they, what was it? It was Herb Jones who got in foul trouble. I just got a text. And it was, it, they pulled him out and they had Jackson Hayes go right in. It fixed your problem, right? Him next to Valanciunas. But then Valanciunas did get into foul trouble and they started playing Jackson Hayes at the five. And that worked. Now, maybe it's because it's not the most elite team in the NBA. Maybe it's against, you know, a, a team that, that doesn't want to win a ton. But we'll see. You know, I, I think they're going to look to try and get him out there quicker. So I wonder if one of the first subs out is going to be the 
the other guard alongside CJ McCollum. Whether it's Jose Alvarado, I don't think they're going to start him. I think it's going to be Devontae Graham. Do you sub Devontae Graham out first? CJ McCollum at the one, B.I. at the two, Herb Jones, a guy like Jackson Hayes, and then Jonas Valanciunas. And I think that's probably the right way to kind of go with this rotation, at least in this game. I don't think that's ideal long term. And again, it's been limited minutes with Jax. It's a small sample size of a couple of games, but he does look like a different player. And he does this. We've been here before too, right? So is it something that can keep going on? But maybe you need to try it until it doesn't work. And maybe he's he's figured it out and he keeps playing like this because that would be a truly, truly wonderful thing. And then, final thing I want to say in this. Josh Hart on the bench wearing the Brandon Ingram jersey. Nikhil Alexander-Walker being over there too, which I've never seen before. And I get maybe it's just the schedule and stuff like that, but totally, totally a weird, 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 weird setup, right? But it was so cool to see them support their guys. Not angry at the organization and saying, screw you, we don't want to be here, like F off. No, they want to get out there and be there for their teammates. And then you saw after the game, everyone, everyone went over to those guys to hug them, tell them they love them, like all of that. Everyone's kind of torn up that these guys, and look, Nikhil hasn't been good. Josh Hart has, but Nikhil hasn't. And they're torn up that he is, uh, that Josh Hart and Nikhil are traded. And it sounds like Nikhil took this really hard. He's younger. He's never been traded before. And they were there to like comfort him. They don't need to do that, right? It's not part of the team. They could just move on and all of those things. But that is not... What happened? And I think that really speaks to what Willie Green has done. It looked like Willie Green was going to cry in his post-game press conference. You heard what Brandon Ingram said in his TV interview after. Yeah, they've built something here. There's a culture here. Whether that's one of like love and family and David Griffin has finally got that in the locker room. But really, I think it's more Willie Green than anything else. This is looking to be an excellent, excellent coaching hire. And they do have something... Special. But, you know, the show must go on even if guys go out. But they're going to be able to integrate a guy like CJ McCollum very, very quickly in there. So I'm going to go deal with my phone and I'm going to wrap up today's show right now. So thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.